0: You are listening to the weekly podcast of Rio Rancho Church of Christ in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. We pray you enjoy today's message. Krista and I were talking before service, uh, trying to work out the problem, I say that, with how to organize our classes. And I say that like this because that's a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. Our kids' classes are fuller and fuller and fuller Mm -hmm. and so the teachers are talking and working out plans and figuring out how to make adjustments and so our teachers are doing a lot. And I know we see kids running around and i am tell you, I'm excited to see all these kids running around. I'm so excited to see them running around. And they're, they're making noise and we get that too. That's okay. I, I would rather hear children making noise than some of our senior saints, saints making different noises. <laughs> so it's great having all these children running around. Uh, be sure to tell the moms, hey, you know what? My kid runs around too, okay? Matter of fact, it's the preacher's kid who rolls underneath all these chairs. <laughs> they laugh because they know it's true. Yeah. All right, if you have your Bible, let's go to our scripture reading this morning. As Corey mentioned, we, we've entered into a new year, and with new years, people often make new years what? What? They make New Year's resolutions, which is to say we kind of set a goal for ourselves, and we say in this new year, I'm going to reach it. As a matter of fact, last night we had all this wonderful chili, and Sean, I need some of yours. I know there's some left, so I need some of yours. We had all this chili around and all this great food, and we had this wonderful, I want to tell you right now, Miss K makes this wonderful... No, let me rewind. A horrible pie. If she brings it, don't eat it. I will dispose of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. it dispose don't. It. Just want to say that. Well, we had all this wonderful... Th- I say that tongue-in-cheek because it's like my favorite dessert, and she knows that. And I won't tell you how many pieces I had. But having said that, some of us are sitting around the table saying we were trying to be mindful of what we're eating... And then finally, I heard one person step back and say, you know what? I'm starting my diet in the new year anyways. I'm just having at it. And and that's what we do. We look at new years and we think, okay, I'm I'm going at this. I'm going to set my goal. I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to leave last year behind. And so we're going to start a series called Onward. Onward. Launching into a new year with God. Launching into a new year with Jesus. I don't know what your year was like last year, good or bad, but we have to move forward. We have to move forward. We have to move onward. And so the question is as we decide that we're going to move forward, onward we go, we're going to launch out. What does that entail? What does that mean for us as a church, for me as an individual Christian? What does that mean? So that's what I got to thinking about. I want to go back to our passage and go through it. Our scripture reading was a couple of verses. I want to read through this whole section. So please follow along with me. Luke chapter 14. I'm going to start verse 25. What's happening leading up to this. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And so he's traveling through towns. He's doing what Jesus does. He's teaching. He's preaching. He's healing. He's doing all of these things. He gets here. And he talks about discipleship. Verse 25. Chapter 14, verse 25. Now large crowds were going along with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down, calculate the cost, see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, when he sets out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down and consider whether he is strong enough with 10,000 men to conquer the one coming against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So then... None of you can be my disciple who does not give up all his own possessions. I'm going to stop right there. There's a resounding theme here of be my disciple. Cannot be my disciple. My disciple. So the question for this new year is, do you want to be a disciple of Jesus? And that is to say, I got one person saying amen. All right. And that is to be a disciple of Jesus is to follow him, is to follow him, which means a disciple during this time period, when they talk about that, it's not a fancy term. It's become a church term. But what it was is I am a student of this teacher. And many times the student of this teacher would go and live in that school or with that teacher. They followed them. To take in all the teachings they can. Where the teacher went is where the student went. What the teacher did is what the student did. That is to be a disciple. So he's saying, are you going to be my disciple? What do we say to ourselves in this new year? Am I going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Am I going to follow him? That's the question for this new year. Am I going to follow him as an individual Christian? And are we going to do everything we can do and then more as a church to follow him why do i say more because everything i can do is in my own strength that's what i can do but guess what his strength is made perfect in my weakness which means he goes beyond my strength so we're going to do more beyond what we think we can do and we're going to follow him now i want you have in your bulletin, a spot for your notes. And you have three points. I want you to listen carefully to these three points. I will give you time if you write them down, if you like to do that. Here are your three points. Planning, 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 planning. So how many of you go on any type of trip, whether it was work, whether it was social, whether it was for any occasion? Most of us have gone on trips, right? We we go on a journey somewhere. That's what a trip is. I'm going on this journey. And what do I do for that journey? I plan. You plan. For as little as you think you plan, you still plan. That's what you do. If you're driving, maybe if you're going a far ways. When we used to go back to California, I'd make sure the car, the truck was in working order. Everything ran. The air conditioner worked. Tires were where they needed to be. Had a full tank of gas. Made reservations at a hotel. Missed that one time. That was bad. We planned. So if we are planning for short journeys in this lifetime, am I also planning for my long journey in Jesus Christ? Am I planning for that? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. fail. Your walk in Christ is the same. Am I planning for this journey with Jesus Christ? Am I making plans for that? So here's what I want us to look at this morning. Let's go to verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciples. It's interesting the phrasing that's used here and the type of statement that Christ is making. Uh, We can get very involved in that, but I'm going to bring it down to this level. Okay. What he's saying here is that if you have any other priority that is above, that is above, what does he say? If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. I'm first is what he's saying. I'm first. So first and foremost, I want us to pick that up. Secondly is he talks about relationship. That's what he's talking about in that verse. He's talking about the relationships we have with father and mother, brothers and sisters. That's what he's talking about. Are those relationships valuable? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are those relationships important? Absolutely. So if we have these relationships, here's one of the things I want you to answer for yourselves. Planning in this new year to journey and to follow Jesus, who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? are we planning for this new year about who we're going to bring on this journey? Because, you know what? I want my mother and father with me in this journey. I want my brothers and sisters with me in this journey. I want my children with me in this journey. Do you want yours? Yeah. Unless you're thinking of that once-removed cousin or brother. But the people that we love... Are we going to bring them with us? Well, we've spent time towards the end of last year having different outreach events. And we have some new folks that have come and visited with us multiple times. Why? We want them to come with us on this journey. We want to walk and make this journey in the life that Christ has established. In, and we want to bring everybody with us. So have you ever stopped and thought to yourself, who am I taking with me? When we plan trips together as family and your children were small or your grandchildren were small or whatever the case may be did you plan on bringing them No There's always one right Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we get our family together we get our children together and we make plans to go on this trip. I went back to California this year. I got to take a little vacation the first time in like five years, which was great. But when I was planning, when I was getting the the tickets for the airline, getting the reservation for the cars, I'm planning for me and my children. I'm planning to bring them with me. So the question is, as we head into this new year, am I planning intentionally To bring them with me in my walk with Jesus Christ. Who's coming with me? That's what I mean. I'm I'm telling you. I'm going to bring my kids kicking and screaming. And that's how they woke up this morning. Kicking and screaming. You know. And, And sometimes we say to ourselves. I would ask my mom and dad. You might find this hard to believe. I was not the most agreeable child. And you wake up and your children. you're like let's get. Go and what does your child say sometimes? No, No. and what do you say? We're going, we're going, we're going. See, this church made a decision when it was planted we're following Jesus, who's coming with me. And as an individual Christian, what decision am I going to make this year to say, you know what, I'm gonna journey with Christ. I'm going to launch out in this new year, but I'm going to intentionally say, I'm bringing everybody with me that I can. That that child that just doesn't want to listen, guess what? I'm bringing you with me. Kicking and screaming. That neighbor who is the opposite perspective of I am, guess what? I'm even bringing you with me. It doesn't matter if you're part of this party, that party, or that. I don't care. Christ said, go teach all the world. I'm bringing you with me. Am I going to intentionally decide in 2023 that I'm going to share Jesus and I'm going to bring as many people with me as I can? That's what I'm going to do. Because that's part of following Jesus. we got a plan for that. The next I want us to keep going. Verse 27, he says, he makes that statement, whoever does not carry his own cross to come after me cannot be my disciple. Verse 28, for which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, those who observe all begin to ridicule him. So here's your next one. Planning. What do we do when we plan, we go for a trip? If I'm going to buy airline tickets, I gotta make sure I can do what? (coughs) That I can afford it. If I'm going to go to California, I better make sure that I've got a place to say that I can afford it. If I'm gonna rent a car, I gotta make sure I can afford that. I gotta make sure that I can afford to get back. So we plan for costs every day, every day. You calculated that out when you got here. Do I have enough gas to get here? We plan for that. Are we going to calculate the cost? Are we going to plan for the cost of what's this going to take when I make that decision that I'm bringing everybody with me? Because guess what? There's a cost to that. There's a cost to that. He says, I want you to calculate the cost. When I make that decision to intentionally follow Jesus, and then when I encounter someone who doesn't know Jesus, I'm going to talk to them about Jesus. That's what I'm going to do. But I'm going to calculate the cost that happens sometimes that now that person doesn't want to talk to me that much. There's a cost. Some people are going to come along and some people aren't doesn't mean you stop sharing keep sharing you may plant a seed someone will come along years later and water it and then God gives the increase we always share so don't stop but be prepared and understand that as I launch out as I head out as I plan to make disciples of everybody for Jesus Christ that there's going to be a cost to that I've got people in my life that used to be in my life because every time we talk, we talk about the Lord, and they got tired of that. They didn't want to hear it anymore. So now when I call, guess what happens? Straight to voicemail. Some of you are thinking that. We We have folks in our lives like that, and sometimes it costs us Relationships. Sometimes it costs us, get this, advancement. It can cost us something. So the question is, when I make reservations to spend my money to get to where I want to go, is the destination of where I'm going worth the price that I'm paying? That's the question. I want to get to California. That's my destination. Is the price I'm paying for tickets worth it? For me to get there. My answer was yes. I want to get there. So I'm going to pay the price. Because it's worth it for me to get to that destination. So the question is. If your destination is Jesus. Is it worth the cost for you to get there? That's what I have to decide. Because along the way. There's going to be folks that say. I want to know Jesus. And we need to understand that too. Because sometimes we talk to so many people. And we get rejected so much that we begin to have this callous attitude that no one wants to hear about Jesus anymore. Yes, they do. They do. Whether they know it or not. So I'm going to talk to folks about it. We are going to talk to folks about Jesus. About his church. About his kingdom. About his plan. And some folks are going to come with us and some aren't. And those who don't, we're going to still pray for, and we're still going to talk to. But keep in mind, there's a cost to that. There's a cost to that. I want us to keep going. Here's your, your third point. So, verse 30. saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, when he sets out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down and consider whether he is strong enough with 10,000 men... To encounter one coming against him with twenty thousand men. You know what that tells me? Here we go. Planning. Your first one was planning. Who's coming with me? Second was planning. What's the cost? Your third one is planning. Will I succeed? Will I succeed? Because that's what he's saying. What king goes into battle without first taking into everything into consideration? Am I going to win? Because we like only fighting fights that we can win. I remember growing up playing basketball in high school. You were nervous in some games, but there was one town, one city, you always wanted to play. Why? Because you were going to win. That's why. We like doing things we know we're going to succeed at. So he says, look, no king doesn't first Look at the battlefield and decide, can I defeat the one with greater numbers? Will I succeed? So that's the question for us, planning, will I succeed? If I'm planning to journey with Christ, take everyone with me that I can, I'm going to count the cost and consider Christ worthy of that cost. Am I going to succeed? Let me tell you, you by yourself, me by myself, we already failed. For all sin and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. But guess what? I've already succeeded in Christ. Romans chapter 8 I am more than a conqueror because of Christ who's in me. I've already won. And it's not because I won, Christ gained victory on the cross. He won already. Do you know you're in a journey where your destination is already paid for and not by you? I I love taking a trip that is paid for me, don't you? Yes. When I get to go somewhere and it's all expenses paid, I'm there. If someone picked up the phone, called you today, and told you, you know what? You won a trip to whatever your destination is. Maybe some of you want to go to Europe. Maybe some of you want to go to Disneyland. Maybe some of you want to go to the beach. Maybe some of you just want to go see family. But someone says, I'm paying for that. How many of you would take that? I would. I would. Christ paid it already. He paid it with his blood. So when the question comes, am I going to succeed? It depends on how you measure success. If I'm measuring success only by the people who sit in these chairs, then hey, I can calculate that, right? But if I measure success that Christ died on the cross, his blood paid the price, I've already won. Plain and simple. And it's not in my own strength. That's what I love about being a Christian, one of the things. It is not my strength that gets me through everything. Because my strength gets me through hardly anything. And when I think I can do it in my own strength is when I pray. He gets me through it. So here we are. Onward. Launching into a new year. We are beginning by the grace of God. A new year on a new journey. And as I make this journey, am I making, am I planning? Am I planning? I was having a conversation with a brother this week, and I like to ask the question, is Christ a part of your life? Is Christ a part of your life? Here's the thing. (laughs) For those of you who are smiling and know my answer. He should be your whole life. I like basketball. Basketball is a part of my life. It's not my whole life. I am blessed to have a position in this job that I do. It is not my whole life. I am a dad. And if you know me, I love being a dad. I love it. But it's not my whole life. My whole life is Jesus Christ. So all of these different parts, they fall under this whole. And that's how I operate. But that's how God wants us to operate. I'm gonna plan for this year to bring everybody with me that I can. And I'm praying for you and for this church that for this year, we will intentionally plan to bring everybody with me, with you that you can. And again, I'm talking about that family you don't talk to. I'm talking about that neighbor you don't get along with. I'm talking about that co-worker who just bugs the heck out of you. I'm talking about that wayward member that we don't see anymore, and we're kind of okay with that because they're a little annoying. Yeah, you know. You know. I'm talking about everyone. Are we going to bring – am I going to plan on who's coming with me? And we're going to bring everybody with us. Why? Because everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. And when I'm planning, I'm going to calculate the cost. You know what? Some come and some don't. I may have stronger relationships, and I may lose some. I may get in trouble for talking about it at work. I may get in trouble at work because now I'm not spending so many hours at work. Because guess what? I'm going to engage with the Lord's church. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a legacy for my family that counts. So I may lose some things. It may cost me some people and some things. It may cost my pocketbook. But guess what? Will I succeed? Amen, I will. Because Christ already triumphed on the cross. See, here's the thing. Last year is in the rearview mirror. It's done. Good and bad. Successes and failures. It's back here. I heard something interesting. I read something interesting. There was this little boy. And he took his little sister, who was younger than him. And they decided to go on a hike. And he said, we're gonna go up this trail, this path. We're gonna go for a walk. So they start going and they start walking and his little sister, she says, she starts looking around, she goes, this isn't much of a path at all. She goes, there's rocks and there's ridges and there's bumps all along the way. There's no trail. And the little boy looks back at his sister and he says, yeah, there's rocks and there's ridges and there's bumps. But guess what? Those bumps are the steps to get you to your next step. Some of us have hit bumps in 2022. Let's be honest. Some of us have been hitting bumps since 2020 and maybe sooner. But guess what? We can step on those bumps and launch forward. Are we going to be intentional about it? Intentionally moving forward. John 16:60 he says, Christ teaches and he has all these wonderful things to say. He's healing the sick. He's feeding the poor. He's feeding thousands. But then when he gets to talking, he says, you know what? Some of the things that I say are hard for people to hear. And people turn around and they walk away. I get it. Some of the things we talked about this morning, they can be hard to hear. I've got people in my family that don't want to hear about Jesus. I've got people at my job that don't want to hear about Jesus. I've got an employer that wants me to work 80 hours a week and I can't meet with my brethren. I know that. I get it. We have those circumstances in our lives. And so some of these things are hard to hear. But here's the question. Going back to what we talked about earlier. Are we going to plan for success in this new year? Plan in following Jesus to journey forward? Are we going to fail the plan? And plan to fail. I encourage you for this new year. Let's plan to bring everybody with us that we can. And guess what? Guess what? I I love the, the parable of the wedding feast. The feast that's prepared. Not the wedding feast, but the feast that's prepared. See, we've gone out now for years. We're handing out invitations and invitations and invitations for people to come. And most, and by large, most of those people said, no thank you. No, thank you. So guess where we're going next? Someone take a guess. We're going out to the countryside now. We're going to go beat the bushes. We're going to go to the streets. We're going to go to everywhere else that the people already reject us. We're going to go. We're going to go. People are going to look different than us. They're going to talk different than us. But guess what? When we get them in Christ, we're going to be one family together. All together. I encourage you this morning, if you've hit a bump in your year last year, use that to launch out towards Jesus Christ. And guess what? Take a look next to you. You've got people in this room that we're going to do this together. We're going to journey together. And we've already succeeded. If you are here this morning and you've never been buried with Christ in baptism, rise to walk in newness of life. To start that journey, I encourage you to do so if you've wandered away from your commitment to do so, if you know that you've just walked away from that, then come back home. Come back home. And we will journey and we will go onward and we will launch out into this new year together. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.